Dude, I still think about that Chris Stapleton national anthem from time to time on the most recent Super Bowl. That was the most. That was the best national anthem I've ever heard sung. And I think people usually freak out and say Whitney Houston's got the best one. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Um, but what I will say is that I've never heard somebody sing the national anthem and then gone back to listen to it on the YouTube until good old C Stape. Just a rugged masculine version. Of the tune made me proud to be an American for a brief two minutes and 17 seconds. And rock is for still existing out there after my long hiatus in which I traveled across the country to become a better version of myself. I'm cultured now. I've seen rock formations. I've seen canyons. I've seen, I've been 12,000 feet up. Sky high elevation. Skied the Colorado mountains, shushing all over the fresh powder. Um, the fuck have you done? What have you done with your goddamn lives? Huh? I took a 13-week-old kid across the country. I'm a thrill seeker. I... I'm kidding. I just did a thing, you know. That was cool. You know, it's you know, I'm running out of shit to talk about if I don't do other stuff like that. And uh, you know, I talked a lot about it on the last episode, but now I'm here alone to be un- uninterrupted by a clam. Uh dude, I'll tell you what, skiing and fucking. Skiing in the Rocky Mountains compared to the shit that I used to do is like, it's literally the difference between going to a theme park and just a playground in Yonkers, New York. It's a completely different experience. Enjoyable. Fun. Enriching. The views, my God, the views. 
Um, and I drove most of the way. I didn't like sitting in the back. It was too crammed. We did it in a Mazda CX-5. Brutal. Kid was in the back. And also another, like I, when I was driving, I trusted my wife to keep an eye on the kid. When my wife was driving, she every three minutes said, how's he doing back there? Is he still breathing? Hey, if he passes away back here, you can fucking bet your tits that I'm going to let you know about it. You don't have to keep inquiring. I want him alive as much as you do. I'm checking on him. I'm definitely checking on him. And if something were to be awry, I would inform you. You don't have to fucking inquire about it every 240 seconds. I mean, people were looking at us like we were, you're on the road with a fucking, with a 14 week old? You're driving that, wow, that's incredible. It's, yeah, I mean, it's hard to have a, a young kid anywhere, honestly. And, you know, we didn't treat, we just started sleep training him. And the trick that we discovered for, or what we noticed, not even really a trick, is that he just, he slept well in the car. You'd know. We'd be driving into the city, we'd put him in his car, so he'd fall asleep. And we were like, look, you're on maternity leave. I don't have a real job that requires any sort of commitment at the moment. Half of our lives were just spent holding that kid and rocking him to sleep and then putting him down like we were trying to defuse a fucking bomb. And then he'd wake up, but in the car he wouldn't wake up. So we, you know, we said, hey, let's just drive forever and ever and ever. And we did it. And it was cool. And I think, you know, I think I mentioned it on the tail end of the last podcast. I'm still, I still think about it. Did we stayed at this place, Amagiri, which was phenomenal. But the woman who greeted us and, you know, sat us down, gave us our fucking teas, our hot towel, explained to us. It was basically your job to show us around the property and explain to us what the hell was going on, how we do things, what, you know, where everything is. And I didn't hear a word she said because she had eyebrows on that looked like they belonged on a cartoon character. I thought they were drawn on. My wife said they were tatted on. And uh, listen, I get, I get, you know, throwing a little bit of ink in there to make them pop, make the ones you have already pop. But completely replacing or drawing on your eyebrows just 100% of ink, no hair. It's an attention drawer. I mean, if that woman's job was to explain to me how to save my child's life, I would have not heard a word. Because that's how out of place these things were. I mean, they belonged on the fucking ski slopes with me. Both of her eyebrows were bigger than a pair of skis. Jet black. And I know you're, you know, it's a talk, you're not supposed to talk shit about makeup and women doing makeup and all its fucking anti-feminist, yada, yada, yada. Listen, dude. All I'm saying is that if I couldn't grow a mustache and I drew one on with Sharpie and then I walked up to you and talked to you like I didn't have a mustache drawn on in marker, you wouldn't talk about anything else for the rest of the day. You'd think about calling the cops and I know. I know that more people have eyebrows than mustaches, although mustaches are coming back strong right now. But it's just like, 
dude, if you can't grow mustache, if you can't grow eye, if you can't grow eyebrows, maybe you're just not meant to have eyebrows. I'm telling you right now, ladies, not having eyebrows is far less jarring that look like they retrieve solar energy from the sun. And listen, some guys are doing it like some guys who grow beards, but it's a shitty beard. The new thing is to like get get the shit like etched in with some sort of, I don't know what it is. But it never looks good. It's fake. You don't have a beard. You don't have a full one. Stop trying to. Same thing with hair transplants. Dudes who are going bald, I'm one of them. Every guy who has a hair transplant, I mean, I'm more invested in it than other people, but I can tell because it looks weird. You're 47. You're not supposed to have a hairline that's at a right angle. And we all notice it. Everybody's like Floyd Mayweather. Has gotten hair transplants on his head and beard. He looks like a fucking Lego. If your shit's going, let it go. If you want to take Propecia or whatever the fuck and have it, like have your actual hair come back in and sacrifice being able to shoot a full load that could get a woman pregnant, that one's all right. That one is different than a hair transplant because it's your original hair coming back in. Putting foreign hair in a place that you wish hair still existed. It just, it looks disingenuous. I mean, I see that woman's eyebrows before I go to bed every night. That's how aggressive they were. Um, <laughs> still the same old me. Just coming on here talking shit. Complaining. Doesn't matter that I felt like I saw God when I looked at the Grand Canyon. I'm still going to be agitated 24-7. My wife is like, you got to be more, you got a son now. You got to be more positive. You can't be negative all the time, especially around him. Dude, it's my favorite to be negative. It's my favorite to talk shit. I don't laugh or smile more than when I'm fucking belittling another couple, especially. Dude, when my wife initiates a fucking shit-talking session about another married couple, my dick wiggles. I show all my pearly whites. I get so happy, dude. They're doing it wrong. They're weak. They're fucking gay. Could you imagine if they had a fucking hard life? How much, how much more they'd fucking, you know? Is there anything better than talking about how you're better than other people? And people who don't do that shit, dude, comics that I've met and have spent years around and have never heard them talk shit, say one negative thing about anybody, those are the people I trust the least. There's a couple of comics. Every time I see them, Oh, it's such a nice jacket, Nick. I love that jacket. Give me a hug. How you doing? It's so good to see you. Dude, tell me a name of somebody you don't like. Otherwise, get many feet away from me. Because you're fucking, you're a robot. And you're fucking doing weird shit 
behind the curtain. I know it. Yeah, I don't like a lot of people, but the people that I do like, at least they know I truly like them. Nobody values your friendship. If I've never seen anybody fucking just get angry or frustrated or talk heavy shit, I don't trust you at all. But if I'm going to be positive for anybody, it'll be my son. Dude, I love having a kid. I, for a long time, never thought that I'd have a kid. Never thought I'd get married. Definitely didn't think, you know. And I'll tell you right now, not doing it, not having a kid would have been a huge mistake. It's the shit, dude. Nah, it looks like it's too much work. It looks like it's emotionally draining. Oh, sorry. You don't want to, ex- you don't want to experience the one true connection that you could possibly have on this earth? Even the friends I like a lot. I mean, whatever, dude. You can, you can fucking, a friend could do one thing that could completely disengage them from your life entirely. Do a little something that annoys you, puts you off one way, the relationship's never the same. When your friend smiles at you, you don't, you, you don't feel like you're fucking floating, do you? That's what having a kid is. God, I love that kid. I just want to, every time I fucking wake him up in the morning from his slumber, I just want to uppercut him in the jaw. Just don't want to uppercut him with my fucking love. So I'll be positive for him if I need to be. I tried to do it the other day. I was bitching about the fucking trying to make fresh OJ in the morning now. Because if it's fucking, it's tasty. And uh, I was bitching about the juicer. I was bitching hard about the juicer we have. My wife was like, could you just fucking be positive and not complain? Be positive about one thing. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. You know what? It's it's fucking impressive how bad this juicer is. That's me being positive. I'm blown away by how shitty this juicer is and doesn't work. This juicer doesn't work so good and so impressively. That I'll fucking never forget it. What a memorable juicer. God damn, this juicer sucks. It's this juicer is number one at not working. That's me being positive. I'm feeling good though. Been back from the road for, you know, I don't know, two weeks now. Back on my shit dietarily wise. Feeling good, feeling chiseled. Dude, my buddy's got a fucking hypothyroid issue. He's breaking out in hives and shit. And I'm like, could you just stop drinking for fucking years? I've been telling him to stop drinking the tap water from the dive bar that we do comedy in. And it took an Andrew Huberman podcast for him to fucking finally listen to me. It took Huberman coming out talking about how tap water disrupts the fucking thyroid aggressively. People think I'm out of my gourd. I've been calling a lot of shit, dude. Been calling a lot of shit. Oh, Nick, it's too, it's fucking expensive being healthy. How much is your grocery bill, Nick? It's too expensive being healthy. I'm just going to continue to do what I'm doing. You ever been sick? You ever been like fucking real sick? You want to talk about expensive? 
95 grand is what it would have cost my wife to have a fucking baby in that hospital without insurance. That's fucked. 95 grand the hospital makes to help somebody do a thing that almost everybody does. What a fucking business model they got going. What is it, like a kid is born every fucking 12 seconds? Granted, that's all over the world, but you would imagine that, you know, a kid in a hospital is born at least every, I don't know, hour? 95 G's an hour. That's eh, reasonable. Yeah. Most people do it more than once. Just absolutely absurd. I'm wondering what the better fucking way to do it is in terms of having multiple kids. Do you just do, you just do them all quickly? This way that it's like four or five years of your life? Just kind of fucked and then you're out of the woods? Or do you have one do, and then like wait and then do it again and then it's just like different times of your life? You're repeating the young shit? I'm wondering. You got to have a second. We can't do, I was an only child and you can't, you can't do that to a kid. I mean, you can, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on whether it's that really that bad of a thing. Whenever I fucking people find out that I'm an only child, everybody's reaction is, oh, like I told him I was fucking raised by Nazis or something. Oh, really? You must be an interesting person then. I don't know. I mean, I went to daycare and camp and shit. I was around other people. It's not like I just sat in my room every day and stared at the fucking wall. Talked to stuffed animals and shit. The only real thing is, the shit that gets me worried now is that I'm the only fucking... Like, when you have siblings, you split the duty of taking care of your parents once they start to fucking wither. And that's tough because people nowadays, they try to stay stay alive until the last fucking second, you know? I feel like everybody's grandparents are older, are, are alive a little bit too long. Where it's like those last couple of years, at least one sibling. There's always a sibling who's like fucking dedicates their life to helping them, you know, exist for as long as possible. And then there's another sibling who has to be talked into doing anything. But I mean, like, my mom sacrificed years of her life. It's like, dude, both of my parents, I think, wiped their parents' ass on the way out. And I better start making some money quick because I'm going to need to pay somebody to do that. I don't think I have it in me. I for real think I'd rather chew glass than know what one of my parents' buttholes looks like. And I know, I've heard some parents talk about like, oh, I fucking, you know, I wiped your ass when you were a kid, you can't wipe mine. Now that I have a kid, I understand. Those aren't, those aren't the same. Dude, I think it's like the last year of an average person's life. Like the average cost of like the last year of somebody's life is like $100,000. That's crazy. If you lived in a place where healthcare was universal, I get trying to squeak out every moment. But here in America, I think we, we should really be putting people down. I can't wait to move upstate. Not, dude, I fucking, I, I can't tell you how hard I pray every time I get into the elevator. 
in my building that nobody else gets in that fucking elevator. The small talk in an elevator. Dude, I was in the fucking elevator with uh with my fucking chihuahua and this old dude walks in and he looks at him and he goes, it's warm outside. You better unzip that fur you got on there, guy. What, sir? What'd you say? Maybe run that by in your mind a couple more times before deciding to say that out loud. You better unzip. No need. Also just, I mean, we don't need to say hi. This isn't an interaction. It's a, it's a mode of transportation. When you get onto the fuck, when you, when you get onto the Long Island Railroad, do you say hi to everybody that's also on there? No. Elevator door opens up. Have a good day. I don't want to wish you have a, I don't want to wish you a good day. I don't know you. I don't know. You could be one of the dicks who talks on like his Bluetooth cell phone on an airplane. I don't know if I want you to have a good day. You might be leaving this elevator to go back to your apartment to hit your wife. I don't know if you should have a good day. You could be selling child porn on the dark web. All of a sudden, I'm wishing you a fucking good day at the office. Bad day. I'm, I'm staying neutral in this elevator. I'm wishing you nothing. Nothing bad. Nothing good. Fucking 50% of the dialogue I have in my life is just behaving the way I think I'm supposed to behave on planet Earth. If I could do what I wanted to do every time somebody got on an elevator with me and said, hey, how are you? I would just look at them and go, shut up. You don't really give a fuck. I I just need to start lying more in life to have more fun. Guy walks on the elevator. Hey, how are you? I just won the lottery, actually. Thanks for asking. I'm good. See ya. Hey, how you doing? Just got out of prison three days ago, actually. On a technicality. Should still be in there, but I'm free as a bird. Hey, how you doing? I'm tired. Had a kid 15 weeks ago. Leave me alone. (laughs) Having a kid couldn't be more like working in a fucking insane asylum, dude. There's so many parallels. It's wild. I mean, they fucking shit all over themselves and they don't clean themselves up. That's number one. When they're fucking mad young, you got to put them in a straitjacket before you lay them down into a bed that's surrounded by bars. Right? Sneak out of the room when they fall asleep and then you watch them on 38 surveillance tapes to make sure they don't kill themselves. Parallel City. Dude, whenever a comic just does analogies on stage, it's it's awful. I used to try to do them when I was first starting out. It's I feel like they're so hacky and they don't they're, they're never it's like oh yeah, it's like it doesn't elicit laughter. It's just people are like, yeah, that makes sense. So I do them here instead. It's crazy the type of shit that I care about now that I have this kid. Never gave a fuck about EMFs. All of a sudden I give a fuck about EMFs. I barely use my phone around around him because I'm worried it's gonna affect his undeveloped little head. Um, my wife doesn't give a fuck though. And it's probably good. You want to balance. You want to have somebody who gives a fuck and doesn't give a fuck. I mean, it's like we're filming a sitcom in his room. That's how many cameras we got, how many angles we got. Might as well be keeping him in a goddamn microwave. Radiation galore over there. Dude, I, I, dude I'm telling you, I mean, I'm, I'm out of my fucking mind. 
But I walked into the apartment and my wife is sitting on the couch holding him. She holds her fucking phone in the air and goes, can you plug this in for me? It just died. And my immediate reaction was, all right, you just drained the whole battery right through his fucking head, huh? You really don't care. You got berries being recalled from Trader Joe's. You got Simply Orange Juice being recalled for the amount of chemicals it's fucking riddled with. I mean, what is the FDA's job? Are you guys keeping an eye on anything? I need you to really do your job the way you're supposed to do. Otherwise, I'm panicking all the time. What was that fucking documentary on Netflix? About the pills and shit? You know, the painkillers and the fucking... Basically, heroin in pill form. Being able to be available to the general public because those companies were hiring people who worked in the FDA to sit... Like, on their board and shit. And have stake in the company. I've been on Twitter less, actually, and it's really, it's helped lower my level of anxiety because I just can't tell what's real and what's not. And it's just better to be ignorant than to be misinformed. Now, let me ask something from you guys just wholeheartedly and earnestly. Could you rate, could you rate the podcast, please? It'd be great. I'd love to get up to 200. I'm over 100 on both Spotify and iTunes, but I'd love I'd love to crank this thing up a little more. Make me feel like you're really out there. I'd be I'd I'd be I'd be I'd appreciate it greatly. I appreciate you guys still being out there, even though I took a wildly long hiatus. But I think it was worth it. I went to the Grand Canyon. I felt like I saw God. Nature is just itself is just its own God. Every fucking I mean, I know we talked about it on the last episode. Every, go to national parks, dude. Every single one of them is fucking, it feels like you left the planet. It feels like a VR headset experience. But it's tangible and it makes you feel good. So if you want to feel good about yourself, rate and review this podcast and go to national parks, everybody. And stay safe, take care. Bye. Been on the honor roll, sculptures on my body out in Nagano. My shorty features like Madonna, low designer. Bending these young Lola Falanas over Ace of Test. Base the breast with the juices. Under the influence of flash it, I glide like Ovechkin. Discus hoodie, puff hibiscus. Balance be the crispest. Baby girl, you're wildin' if you sniff this. You gotta take a piss test. Piss right through your fishnets. Robert Moses State Park, lamb in the sand. Blam, blam, a piggy tryna put. My fam in a can, strictly cop and ghost. Until we laid in the Galapagos, eating tacos higher than an opera note. We never ride civics, the Mont Blanc script the lyrics. It's like a vanguard to the critics. I throw you in that on bar with the quickness. Either you with me, you bitch, you on the shit.